Okay, guys, we're up to the Mishnah, Daf Yudam and Aleph. Um, just to quickly go back for a moment uh, to the Gemara at the very end before the Mishnah, we just were showing how, like, the, the perspective there was that if you go from one type of learning to another type of learning, so then, uh, so sort of like a, like a reduction sort of in the value, so you saw, like, from uh, Mishnah to Mikra, and etc., uh, etc. Et we saw even Babli Yerushalmi can be uh, viewed as sort of a negative. Okay, the Mishnah now is a sort of a famous Mishnah, and it says as follows. It says, Heter nidarim porchim ba'avir ba'en lehamamashi yismochu. The concept of heter nidarim, which means being able to uh, cancel out a vow that you made by going to a tamid chacham and basically expressing regret over the nether, and the idea that the chacham has the ability to annul the vow, that's porchim ba'avir. That is just floating in the air, flying in the air, there's nothing to rely on. I mean, there's no psukim, seemingly, in the Torah that indicated there's such a possibility. We know there's an idea of hafarat in the darim in the Torah, that if a woman uh, makes a neder so her father or her husband can cancel the loan, the, the, the loan, the veil, can cancel the veil, but the idea of a regular person just having like what's called like hatarat in the darim, there's no such concept in the Torah. Okay, we'll see more about that in the Gemara for sure. Okay, Hilchot Shabbat Chagigot Vamiilot, and obviously the reason this is all being mentioned is because of the Chagiga element. But when it comes to Hilchot Shabbat, the Chagiga and Miilot, Miilot is misusing consecrated items. Harehim Kehararim Hatuluyim Beseara. They are like mountains hanging by a hair. Maybe we would say like hanging by a thread, but there's a, the term in the Mishnah is hanging by a hair. Shahin Mikram Muat Valachot Murabok. There's very little scripture about these things, but there's many, many halachot about them. Okay, so that's an interesting uh, din. Uh, meaning the point is like you see like very, again, we'll, we'll see more in the Gemara also, but just at its face value, that means that the thing about Shabbat, it says in Shabbat, uh, you know, Lotasu Komalacha, don't do Malacha. But barely mentions any Malachot explicitly in the Torah. But then you have like the Hilcha Shabbos is like so, there's so much detail. The Hilcha Shabbos is like, wow, it's like a mountain of information, very little there. Chagiga, it just says, you know, Shalosh Regalim Tachogli, right? Like, celebrate. But it like, doesn't mention about like, it doesn't really say the specifics about Korban Chagiga. It doesn't really mention those things uh, that much, or certainly not the details of it. Okay, and same thing with Mimi'ilo. Okay, if we move ahead, hadinin, uh, this means like monetary law, ba'avodot, service, meaning like a korbanot, hataharot ve'atmeot, right, the issues of purity and impurity, ve'arayot, and sexual uh, impropriety, yesh lamamashi smochu, they have what to rely on. And then it says, v'hein hein gufei Torah, and these are, they are the body of the Torah. We'll have to see in the Gemara also, what does that refer to? Rashi says here, b'gemara parach atuhanach lav gufei Torah, well, like, these are the body of the Torah, and these aren't the body of the Torah, we have to clarify what that means exactly. Okay. So Tanya, the Gemara says, Tanya, Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, now it's important to remember the different uh, names here, because we'll come up later in the Gemara, we'll keep referencing back, so we'll try to remember who says what, okay, and we'll keep looking back a little bit. Rabbi Eliezer says, uh, there is what to rely on, meaning there is a Pasuk that talks about Atar uh, Nidarim. Shunem Marta says, Ki Yafli. The Pasuk says, Ki Yafli. The word Yafli, the language there is the language used to express the Neder. Okay, Yafli is to express the Neder. Ki Yafli. And it says another time, Ki Yafli, once in Vayikar, once in Mamibar, Pamim, two times. Achat Hafla Ali Yisur. One is a reference to a Hafla, an expression of making a vow which prohibits things to yourself. That's what vows generally are. Right? I will not get benefit from this thing. I will not do this thing. Okay, that's usually how a vow works. And one is an expression for permission, meaning to, to absolve oneself, to nullify the vow. So that's his idea. Kiafli, kiafli, 
the pro and the con, or like you know the in the implementation and then the release. Rabbi Yeshua, may Rabbi Yeshua says definitely Rabbi Lazar. He says Yeshem is Asham Ashi is Mochel. He also has something to rely on. Shnei Marzi says it to Hillim. Asher Nishbati Ve'Api, which we hopefully hope you recognize that uh, that phrase from. I swore in my anger. The idea is that the implication is I swore in my anger. And I took it back. I mean, I retracted. I mean, the whole idea of Hatar Nidarm is I took the vow under a certain circumstance, but I didn't really mean it. So that's a That's a reference to that idea. Rabbi Yeshua Gomer Yesham Mamashi Smoke. He says it's also what to rely on. Shnei Marta says in Shmot Kol Nadiv Libo. Kol Nadiv Libo means anybody who is generous of heart. Okay, presumably the key word there is libo. Now, whatever your heart is intending, that if your heart intends something else, or you think something else, then maybe you can change your mind. Chananya ben Achi Rabbi Yeshua, Mir Chananya, the son of the brother Rabbi Yeshua, so he's the nephew. He says, Yesh al Mamashi Yismochus Namar Nishbati Vayakayama Nishmor Mishpatei Kacha. I swear, I swore, and I will fulfill to observe these statutes, your righteous statutes. Okay, so what's the idea there? Uh, one second. Rashi says, the small lines. The fact that the Pasuk has to say, and I will fulfill them. We can infer that if you don't want to fulfill it, we can do Hatar in the Darim. Okay, interesting. Amr, the Marshal of Shmuel, so our radio quotes Shmuel saying, If I were there, meaning I'm only a lowly Amora. But if I were a Tana, like they were, and I was around at the time, Amri Luhua would say to them, I have a Pasuk that's better than yours. Right? Didi is Shali, Mitchu is Shalachem. Right? Shinemarta says, Lo Yachel Debaro. The Pasuk says, in the context of Nidarm itself. Right? All these other Pesukim, except for Kiafli, are basically uh, in other contexts. The Abba Pasuk, Lo Yachel Debaro, means you should not violate his words. Maybe you should be able to uphold your words. Who ain't no mochel? So you, this person himself, cannot be mochel. Here mochel doesn't mean forgive, but it means sort of like create a situation in which he doesn't uh, uh, fulfill the words, right? To profane the words. But other people do have the ability to be mochel, to sort of forgive him in this case, right? The, the idea of the veil and absolve the veil. Okay, so that's why he said, Lo yachel that he can't do it, but other people could. So Amar Rabba, Rabba says, So Rabba says, all of them have a pircha. A pircha means akasha, right? So they, each of them has akasha. If you look at each pasuk, you can like nitpick each of the pasukim. Except for Shmuel's, which doesn't have a uh, akasha at all. You can't, I mean, Shmuel's is great. It's a great answer. Why? Because if you want to use Rabbi Eliezer's opinion, which was, ki yafli, ki yafli, the two times, Right? Dilma kid Rabbi Yehuda. But maybe you would say like Rabbi Yehuda, Shamar Mishun Rabbi Tarfon, who quoted Rabbi Tarfon the saying, the Tanya. Rabbi Yehuda Omer Mishun Rabbi Tarfon, Le'olam Enechad Mehem Nazir, Shalot Nidna Nizirut Ela Lahaflaa. Okay, what's his idea? Okay, so Rabbi Yehuda quotes Rabbi Tarfon the saying the following scenario. Okay, this is of a classic example of, uh, of Nedar in, in Nizirut, is of a, of a two guys who are hanging around, okay, and they're sort of like watching this other guy. And as they're watching the other guy, they make a little bet. And they say, if that guy is a Nazir, I'll be a Nazir. And then one says, that guy's a nuz- if that guy's not a Nazir, I'll be a Nazir. They basically make a de- bet whether this guy's a Nazir or not. But they don't make an explicit statement that they want to be a Nazir. They're just saying it's all based on whatever this guy's status is. 
So he says, according to according to Rabbi Tarfon, neither of them is a Nazir. Meaning, even though this guy either is or isn't a Nazir, right? So like somebody had to quote unquote win the bet or lose the bet, however whatever your perspective would be. So now to him, he says, no, it doesn't matter because the way they did it, it's no good because Lomitna Nizirut Ella Nizirut to become a Nazir, you have to make an explicit expression of positive acceptance of the Nizirut. Okay, and therefore, since in these cases you don't have that, so you're not going to be able to uh, be a Nazir. That he would learn from the positive of Kiyafli. Kiyafli. So you wouldn't have the Kiyafli, Kiyafli two times to tell you positive and Hatar uh, Nadarim. He needs Kiyafli, Kiyafli to tell you this idea that you need to have a positive expression of Nizirut in order to actually become a Nazir. What would be his Like them making a bet that I guess they don't really need? Oh, that's an interesting question. Uh, that's another element of perhaps. It's another element, perhaps it could be that. But even, uh, but even this, this is focusing on a different element, which is that the way Nizir works is you need to have a uh, a much more formalized, positive expression of accepting Nizir. You can't make it dependent on some other thing like that. Okay, Imid Rabbi Yeshua. If you use Rabbi Yeshua's explanation, which he said, right, my anger. So it says, Dilmahachi Kamar. Maybe this is what it means. Be'api Nishbati. I swore in my anger. The lower darna be, and I'm not taking it back. Meaning, like maybe the guy who's not saying, "Oh, I, I swore my anger and I regret it." He's like, "I swore my anger and I uphold my nether. I marry and I hold my shmua. I, I want to do it." So you can't prove for sure that that's a hatar in the dark. Imid Rabbi Yitzchak. If you say Rabbi Yitzchak, who had said, "What did Rabbi Yitzchak say?" Oh, wait, wait, wait. I got it, got it. Oh, one second, one second. He said, Kol <laughs> Maybe Kol Nadiv Libo was to exclude Shmuel's opinion. To Amar Shmuel, Shmuel said, Gamar Bilibo, Tarich Yotzi Bisvatav. If somebody um, decides in their heart that they want to do a particular thing, be a nether, whatever it might be, that's not enough. That's not called a nether. You have to express it with your lips. Okay? Uh, and this would be telling us, right? That's what, right, that, that, so that's what he says. But this would be telling us, deeply, but would be even if you don't express it with your lips, it would still be a valid nadir, right? That's what it is, libo. Okay, but again, that wouldn't then therefore be available for Hatar Nadarm. Imi de Chananya ben Achir Rabbi Yeshua, the first Rabbi Chananya ben the son of uh, the brother of Rabbi Yeshua, who said Nishbati ba'Kayema. So Diyama Kedurat Kirav Gedol Marav. Maybe the reason, maybe the uh, explanation of that pasuk is like Rav Gedol in the name of Rav. Dam Rav Gedol Marav Minayish Nishbain LaKayemet Hamitzvah. From where do you know that you're allowed to make an oath? in order to fulfill a mitzvah. I Meaning you might say, there's no such thing as an oath to fulfill a mitzvah. Sometimes it's what we call Nishvah al Torah. You can't swear on what the Torah really says. You can say, I swear I, I, I will uh, uh, wear tefillin every day. That's a meaningless statement. You, of course, you have to wear tefillin anyways. As the Gemara says, Nishvah ve'ombe me'arsina. You already have to do that. So, but he says, but he says, Rav Kittal Marav says, from when you know you can do such a thing, Shnemar, Nishbati ve'kayama lishpor mishpatei tzidkecha. That I can swear to fulfill, right, to, to, to safeguard your mishpatim, your laws, right? So maybe that's what this Pasuk is telling also. Nothing to do with Hadar Nadarm. Ela de Shmuel let le pircha. So rather, Shmuel, um, uh, doesn't have uh, doesn't have a kasha. I'm a rabbi b'tamer of Nachum bar Yisak. Hanadam bar Inshei. This is exactly what people mean. It's like a folk saying. Tava chada pilpalta charifta mimale tzana dekari. This is a great uh, phrase. You should go around saying this. You have the Miguel too, right? Right. Uh, right. One good pepper, or right, one spicy pepper is better than a basket of gourds. That's always a great uh, great line. Okay. Now. Uh, the Gemara goes on to talk about Hilchot Shabbat. We say Hilchot Shabbat are hanging by their mountain, hanging by a hair. Gemara says, 
Mikhtaf Tivan. What are you talking about, says the Gemara? It is written in the Torah about the law, about the Torah, and about, about Shabbos. Now, again, clearly what the Gemara is saying here is not exactly the way we're understanding it. When we said the simple reading of the Mishnah seems to be that that's the Torah says not to do Malacha, but does explain what the Malacha are. But look in Rashi here in the fourth wide line. Mikhtaf Tivan. Tuva Azharok Tivi Bishabbos. There's lots of Sukim in the Torah that warn us about the observance of Shabbos. My Mikra Muah to the Kamar Martin. What do you mean that? What does the Mishnah mean that has a small amount of Sukim? It's lots of Sukim talk about Shabbos in the Torah. Okay, let's go back to the Gemara. So it says, Lo, Rabbi Abba. It's necessary like Rabbi Abba. Ta'ama Rabbi Abba, ha-chofer guma b'shabbat ve'en sarach ela la'afara patur Rabbi Abba says, if you, if you uh, uh, dig a hole on Shabbat, but you only need the dirt, you're patur. It's only an iser de Rabbanan, you're patur from the korban chatat. Why? Keman, like whom? Kerabi Shimon. It's like Rabbi Shimon, Damar Malacha Sheena Tricha Lagufa Paturaleh. Because he says that if you're doing Malacha Sheena Tricha Lagufa, meaning a Malacha that's not done for its normal purpose, normally when you dig a hole in the ground, it's so you can put a seed in it. And digging a hole is a violation of the Malacha of Choresh of plowing. But here, the goal is not to have the hole, the goal is simply to have the dirt. I want the dirt to be able, I don't know, throw up my friend or to be able to use for some other purpose, right? So the point is that, uh, that is, uh, um, so, okay, so one second. So it would be, so one second. <laughs> look at Rashi, uh, look at Rashi. <laughs> I mean, this idea of the Malacha Shena Tzrikha that is a, a, a hidden idea. That's not really in the Psukim at all. So that's why we need this statement in the Mishnah to teach us about ideas like that. Mark says, no, nah, not so fast. Afilu teimel Rabbi Huda, even if you want to follow, say, according to Rabbi Huda, who says that Malacha Shnei Tzrich Legufa, you're a chayav for that, so it's still included in the regular uh, Israel Doraita. Hatam mitakim. Over there, it's because it's mitakim. Okay, one second. Rashi says, Afilu teimel Rabbi Huda, depaligalei mode behach guma. He would agree in this case of guma. Dilu hatam, because over there, hakover etamet. It could be that sometimes you uh, you uh, are digging a hole, let's say, to uh, uh, to Rashi. I'm sorry. So Rashi says, for example, sorry, I actually have gone to the previous one. So they gave the example of a motzi etamid b'mita lekover b'shavai. You take the dead body out of the house to go bury it on Shabbos. So that's a malacha shenet tzrich lekover. It's not caring for its normal purposes. So you say Rabbi would say that case is chayav. Then he might agree in this particular case because in that case you're mitakein. In that case you're doing something productive and that you're taking the dead person out in order to bury the dead person. So even though it's not tzrich lekover, quote unquote, it's still a necessary thing. Whereas this case, if you dig a hole in your yard, but you because you need the dirt, you're mitakel. You're ruining the uh, you're ruining the yard. Okay, so maybe that is in fact something that the Torah didn't necessarily uh, mention, and you would be uh, you would be putter from. Okay, the Gemara says, well, my kaharin hatzluyim b'sa'ara. So what does it mean that's mountains hanging by a hair? So if you turn the page, it says, melechad machshavet asra Torah, umelechad machshavet lokti. But here's the key point, that the Torah only prohibits melechad machshavet, let's call it intentional, um, Thoughtful, creative malacha. That's what was. Uh, requ- that's what's asr. But malacha machshav is never written in the Torah. That concept doesn't exist in the written Torah itself. So we say it's a mountain of laws hanging by our hair. It means that there's a whole idea of malacha machshav, which probably includes this concept of malacha shenetriyach lagufa and other concepts like that. Because it's not necessarily those. those uh, the, 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 the malacha done in that way isn't so uh, intentional or thoughtful in, in, the, in the exact way that normally is intended. Uh, but nonetheless, those things are uh, 
that's the very important principle of Hilchot Shabbat, and that stuff is not written in the Torah. It's true, Malachim HaShavet, as a phrase, is in the Torah, in the context of the Mishkan, and, you know, you can connect that as you will, because we know the Malachim of Shabbat's connect to the Malachim of the Mishkan that we know, but in terms of Shabbat itself, it's not written explicitly, and that's what the Mishnah means when it says that it's a hanging by a thread. Okay, we'll stop there.